What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kebo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Friday, November 15th. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good, man. Hopefully, all you guys have had a great week. Hopefully, all you guys have a really good week. Keep grinding. Keep doing what you got to do. Keep, you know, striving and trying to reach your goals, man. Just keep working hard in whatever you're doing. I don't care what you're doing. As long as you love it and you put in the time, you're going to get whatever you want in this world. And that's just a fact. But First and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to my older brother, Johnny. Shout out to him. It is his, his birthday today. So shout out to my brother. Um, but man, so of course, got to talk about my Michigan State Spartans last night, man. I want to first and foremost, before I get into this game. So last night, my third ranked Spartans went out to Newark, New Jersey to play Seton Hall at Seton Hall, a part of the Gavit games. And I just want to say, like, I'm not gassing this. I'm not boosting this. I'm not you know, over dramatizing this, but this was one of the best college basketball games that I've ever watched in the regular season. Like we always get really good March Madness games, but like a regular season game like this, they don't come around too often. These were two final four caliber teams battling it out with two All-Americans on each side of the floor with Miles Powell, who we'll talk about a lot in this podcast for Seton Hall and my guy Cassius Winston and also rest in peace smoothie. The patches that we had on our jerseys were, were too fire. Hopefully we keep those on for the rest of the year. And also, of course, rest in peace to Charles Rogers too. And anybody else you guys know that just faced death or anything like that. But it was such an atmosphere last night. I believe Seton Hall's home court is called the Prudential Center. And man, it was booming. I believe they said it was the third biggest crowd in Seton Hall home history. And so that was a big thing. And man, was it a game from start to finish. That was one of the most exciting games I have ever watched. And as I just said, I truly think it's one of the best regular season college basketball games that I've ever watched. And I've been a fan of college basketball since like 2005, 2006. And that easily topped it off. And it was literally, Coach Izzo said that was a March game played in November. And literally, that's exactly what it was. So let's get into the stats first. So of course, um, my Spartan Dogs won by score, third ranked Spartan Dogs, shall I say, won by score of 76 against number number 12 ranked Seton Hall, uh, 73. So for Seton Hall, Sandro Makislas Vili, forgive me for not knowing how to pronounce his name. He got a long last name, but he had nine points, one assist, seven rebounds, and one steal. E.K. Obiagu had one rebound, one block. Quincy McKnight had four points, six assists, four rebounds, and one steal. Miles Powell had an absolute show, and he was on fire last night, scoring 37 points, two assists, six rebounds, one steal. Uh, Miles Kale added 12 points, four rebounds, two steals. Tyree Samuel had three points, one steal. Anthony Nelson had four points, five assists, one rebound. And Jared Roden had four points, two rebounds, two steals for the Pirates of Seton Hall. For my Michigan State Spartans, Xavier Tillman had a long night last night, but he had three points, three assists, 11 rebounds, three steals, and one block. Aaron Henry had nine points, one assist, one rebound, one steal, and one block. Thomas Kithier added six points, three assists, five rebounds, and one steal. Rocket Watts had eight points, two assists, five rebounds, and two steals. Malik Hall, or excuse me, Cassius Winston had 21 points, Four assists, two rebounds, two steals. Malik Hall, the true freshman, shot perfectly yesterday. Seven to seven from the field, had 21, or excuse me, 17 points, five rebounds, one steal. Gabe Brown had seven points, one assist, four rebounds, and one block. And Foster Lawyer added five points, one assist, one rebound, and one steal. So, getting into this game, man, honestly, it's so many different. I'm going to get into every little faucet of this game that I really enjoy. But from just the overall game perspective, it really kind of started off 
not slow, but it didn't start off with the pace that I expected it to because Seton Hall kind of plays fast too. They don't play as fast as my Spartan dogs do, but they play really fast. And if you know Seton Hall and you've watched Seton Hall for the past couple years, their offense is mostly entirely based off Miles Powell, and rightfully so. He's one of the best bucket getters in the nation, if not the best bucket getter in the nation. And the ways he was scoring last night was honestly incredible. And it's like, as a Michigan State fan, we all know that Coach Izzo preaches defense, so it's like when you see another big-time scorer like that, you don't really expect them to go off like that against us because we play elite defense. Like last year, Carson Edwards was one of the best scorers in the nation, and we held him in check last year. This year, you know, we ran into Miles Powell, and he puts on an absolute show. And literally, his first bucket literally took maybe three dribbles, two dribbles past half court, and just pulled up from deep, like Steph Curry range, hit it. And I knew it was going to be a long long night for us but you know it was a couple things you know we started off kind of slow but one thing that also kind of bothered me you know not you know being um being objective here the only thing that bothered me was that the refs you know last year the referees they always add some weird new rules to college basketball and last year it was the hook and hold rule where like where you box out and if you see if you see a guy hooking somebody and that's i think they automatically gave it like a, a technical or a flagrant i forgot which or or what but they they enforced that a lot last year this year they're doing the flop rule so it's like if you flop you get a warning and then you get a technical and they gave it to both they gave a warning to both teams yesterday and i thought both those calls were bad like the first one um, it was the first bucket of the game for my Spartans, and it was Xavier Tillman. He got the ball, he tried to dribble, and um, one of Seton Hall's defenders just kind of flew by. And he didn't really flop. He really just fell. It wasn't a charge or a block. He literally just fell. Like, he just, it wasn't, I mean, it was contact, but it wasn't forcible contact. He just fell, and they gave him a warning technical. And then another one, what should have been a charge, was for my Spartan dogs, literally, um, I forgot who had the ball, but he tried to drive on Kyle Arnes, and Kyle cut him off. He beat him to the spot. Should have been a charge. And instead of giving him a charge, they gave my guy Kyle a warning technical. And so I just hate that rule, but it is what it is. But getting back to the game, though. So Cassius Winston pretty much struggled at the beginning of the game, and Miles Powell was on fire. That's pretty much what it was. And Cassius picked up two fouls in the first half. The first foul was they, they were fouls. Let's put it that, that way. But the thing that made me happiest about Cassius getting those fouls, I mean, even though I don't want to see him not in the game, but just saying, like, he got those fouls, went to the bench, and the biggest question mark was what could Michigan State do? What can my Spartan dogs do with Cassius Winston on the bench? And they came through last night. I was so happy for Foster Lawyer. The minutes that Cassius wasn't in the game and Foster was backing him up, he really stepped up big time. It was a play where... Literally, he caught the ball in the corner. His own, I think it was the only three he scored of the game. He caught the ball in the corner. He pump faked it. He tried to draw a foul like how the NBA players do and then shoot it and try and get three free throws. But instead, since he's so small, the defender literally jumped right past him, didn't even touch him, and still shot it off balance and hit the three. And then, you know, all while catches on the bench, Aaron Henry did a phenomenal job of just leading the team and being a playmaker. He made a lot of good plays. And look, I know Xavier Tillman had a very, very rough game offensively. And I just want to say, I don't necessarily think the Seton Hall big man's really um, 
got into him physically. I think it was just more mentally. Like, every time Xavier got the ball, he was just thinking too much. You could tell he was thinking way too much. When you're a big man in the post like that, you got to make quick and decisive moves. And that's why I kind of miss Nick Ward. But Xavier's going to learn. Trust me, it's, it's going to take some time because he wasn't. he's not used to really playing in the post like that. You know, when you're doing it in practice or doing it in a real-life game situation, it's two very different things. So you got to keep that in mind, too. And I've seen a lot of people say that we were struggling to shoot from the three. Another thing. It was only our third game, and you guys forget that they moved the three-point line back. Like, it's farther than it was last year, so give it some time. Everything is an adjustment, but for Seton Hall, though, man, this dude, Miles Powell, is one of the greatest scorers in college basketball history. Like, we have never seen anything like this, and the thing was, he wasn't even really supposed to play in this game. Like, I believe they played last Saturday against Stony Brook at home, and he hurt his ankle. And leading up to this game, because it was a big time matchup, everybody was talking about will Miles Powell play this or that. Me personally, I I, I pretty much just assumed that he was going to play because big time players they love to play in big time games, and this was a big time game. And so I had a feeling he was going to play. Like I just something in my mind was telling me he was going to play, and he came out and man. I don't know how his ankle was feeling. I don't know if it's banged up or whatever, but it did not look like anything was wrong with him. He was insane. He shot 12 of 27 and 6 of 14 from the three-point line. He was absolutely cooking our defense, whether it was him just pulling up from deep, whether it was him getting to the rack, whether it was him getting to the free throw line, whatever the case was, off-ball screens, you know, getting open. He was not missing. Like He just caught the ball and was shooting, and it was money ball every time. He has the neon green light from Coach Kevin Willard, and I respect him for that. But the craziest thing about all of this was that Malik Hall, who was a freshman from Aurora, Illinois, who I already mentioned, came off the bench and only played one minute in the first half. He played the last minute of the first half, and literally that was it. And so we go into halftime. I believe we were up three. I want to say the score was like 30 to 27. And so we come out the gate. Aaron Henry had banged up his ankle too, by the way. So he was he was banged up. And one thing about Aaron Henry, though, I respect him for going back into the game after halftime because that's a lot. He said he hurt both of his ankles. And he still gave us really good minutes. But I was mad at him because he came back into the game and he wasn't doing what he should have been doing. Like defensively, he gave up a three in the first couple possessions of the second half that he shouldn't have given up. Like he didn't have his hand up at all. And Miles excuse me, Miles Kale just rose up and shot over him. But going back to Lee Call. Malik Hall played majority of the second half, right? He gets in his first shot, the defense, because Seton Hall has some great length. Let's put that out there right now. They got this dude, Amaro Gill and um, Ike Obiagu, who are like seven feet tall, and they were disrupting us badly. Like, we could not get anything going in the paint when it comes to scoring. And those dudes were anchors. And so, Coach Izzo decides to put Malik Hall in. He makes us look like a four-guard lineup because Malik Hall is kind of like a, a wing slash forward. He puts him on the court. And literally, Seton Hall's bigs, because there's no defensive three seconds in the key rule like the NBA, Seton Hall's bigs just chill in the paint. And so Malik Hall, as good of a shooter he is, and this is not surprising if you know Malik Hall. we all seen this coming. But he was open for a couple of his shots. And literally, he made Seton Hall's defense pay. Like, every single one of his shots were big-time shots because we were trailing or sometimes we had to take the lead. He went on a 5-0 run by himself. Like, he had a three, and then he came in, and then Cassius Winston missed a layup, and then he put it back for a dunk. Like, he was cooking. He had another bucket where it was in transition. Cassius found him. He was wide open down the lane. Dunk should have been an and-one, too, but it is what it is. But, man. You have to give a lot of credit to Miles Powell. I'm going to keep saying his name because literally 
he is their offense. And, I mean, they have other players. Don't get it twisted. Like, uh, Jared Roden was pretty solid. Quincy McKnight is pretty good, too, and a couple other players. But Miles Powell does everything. When they, you know, Coach Izzo says Cassius is the star, excuse me, is the straw that stirs the drink for my Spartans. Um, I'm going to say Miles Powell is the drink for Seton Hall. Like, literally, he is phenomenal. I loved watching that game last night. He was put on the show. Like, every time Seton Hall either got down or he was right back there to get them back into the game. And literally, they would not go away. I thought it was a point where we were going to stretch the game out and pull away, but we just didn't because Miles Powell is too good of a score. Like, there was no better defense that we could have played on him. He just hit some unrealistic shots. But they're realistic for him. But for any other player in the nation, they're not. And so he was just – he got it going, and it was honestly just a show. And literally um, – so I want to talk about the last couple minutes. The last couple minutes were probably the most important – um parts of that game so with about 241 left Seton Hall is up I want to say Seton Hall so Miles Powell hits a three right he hits an and one three with the at 241 left in the game he hits an and one three to put that to put to put Seton Hall up 71 to 66 he misses the free throw right and then um Rocket Watts misses a layup don't worry he'll bounce back too he bounces back after that play too Seton Hall gets the ball back and then um Miles Powell misses a layup Xavier Tillman ends up with the rebound. He's about to pass it to Rocket Watts. Instead, he passes it to Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston dribbles up the, the middle of the floor. He finds Rocket Watts running down the sideline to his right. He gives it to Rocket Watts, and Rocket hits the three and makes the game 71-69. to 69. So we're down th- two at the time. We were down five before the three by Rocket. He hits the three. We're down two. It's 71-69. Then, Seton Hall gets the ball back, of course, obviously, because they scored, because we scored, and... Uh, Miles Powell um, go, gets to the free throw line. He gets to the free throw line, makes them both, scores 70, 70, or no, yeah. Oh, no, 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 excuse me, I forgot. Forgive me for that. So, Rocket hits the three, right? So, we're down 69 to 71. And then we get a stop because Miles Powell missed the layup. And then Rocket gets the, the ball. He goes down the middle of the floor, and he finds Cassius for a three on the left side. So it's pretty much a, a vice versa situation. And so he finds Cash. He hits the big jumper of the game, and we go up 72-71. And then Miles Powell gets fouled the next trip down for Seton Hall. He hits both of his free throws. Or no, he hits one, and then he misses the next one. And then Seton Hall got the rebound. They got the, the rebound off the free throw, and they don't score. So keep that in mind. They don't score. And then we have the ball with, I believe, somewhere around 50 seconds left in the game. Coach Izzo calls a timeout. We come out. Coach Izzo draws up a play. And then Kevin Willard, he draws up a play for a man-on-man play. Sadly, Coach Kevin Willard, well, actually, it's not sadly, but smartly, Coach Kevin Willard puts Seton Hall in a 2-3 zone. So then we got to adjust. Then Cassius finds Xavier Tillman flashing to the top of the post, and then um, Malik Hall dives for the bucket. Xavier Tillman gives it to him. Should have been an and one because their big man, Gill, definitely fouled him, and he still finishes through the contact. And then Miles Powell comes back down and doesn't score. And that's pretty much how the game went down. It was a big-time game. And then, again, though, we got to stop again, too, and they said it, was, they said it could have been a foul, but it wasn't. And so then Cassius gets the ball. He misses the first free throw. So we're only up one, I believe, with like 20, 20-some seconds left. And so they, they run another play, and then we get another stop. He missed, and think about it, Cassius Winston missed the front end of a one-and-one. One. Seton Hall had multiple chances to win this game. 
and the Cassius close it out at the line. My Spartan dogs get the big time win in Newark, New Jersey by a score of 76 to 73. And that's what I was mad about. Like a lot of people were complaining about the refs, you know, not calling or, or swallowing their whistles, what they say, and not calling those last two calls. You could have called them a foul, yes, but they gave Miles Powell a lot of calls that he shouldn't have got. Like it was a couple, like he had an and one on, on Thomas Kithier that I believe was the perfect defense Thomas Kithier could have played, and they gave him the and one. And it's just like the little things. But, you know, for certain players, if you're a superstar type player, you earn those foul calls because you put in the work to get those. Like LeBron gets them in the NBA. James Harden gets them. You earn those calls. So I understand it. But the last two calls weren't really fouls. And honestly, like, he tried to drive in on two people. He tried to drive in on somebody that was 6'6". I think Miles Powell is like 6'4", 6'3". He tried to drive against a 6'6 defender and then a 6'8 help man. He tried to score a lap over two of those guys. So think about that. That wasn't the best shot in that case scenario. So it's like, you, I don't know what y'all trying to get. And then the other play was what they tried to draw for a game winner. They pretty much ran Miles Powell off the screen and the screener slipped it. And Xavier Tillman did a phenomenal job by cutting off, cutting him off and taking, you know, pretty much getting the block. Malik Hall gets the rebound. He hands it off to Xavier Tillman and then he hands it off to Cassius Winston and Cassius gets fouled. And that's pretty much the game. But I'm not going for all the people saying that Seton Hall got, you know, whatever. They got, um, what's it called, cheated out of this game because they didn't. They were up five with two minutes left in the game. You got to pull out those games. When you're up five at home in a closely contested game like that, you have to pull it out. There's no excuse for it. I'm not going for anybody saying that Seton Hall got cheated. That's not what happened. Go back and look at that game. They were up five points. Miles Powell missed a free throw, a big-time free throw, and they went, you know, stone cold in the end. And my Spartan Dogs, we finished off the run. Um, we finished off the game on a 10-2 run, and that was phenomenal. And I was just happy for everybody. But some team stats, though. So overall, for both teams, shot pretty well. For my Spartan Dogs, we shot 27-65, to 65, which is 41%. For Seton Hall, they shot 26-60, which is 43%. That's both really good. Um, my, my Michigan State Spartans shot 12-27 from three, which is really good, 44%. Seton Hall shot 11 to 28, 39% from three. We actually won the rebounding battle 40 to 37. That's a lot of credit to Xavier Timlin, who had 11 rebounds. So big ups to X for that, even though he kind of struggled with Seton Hall last night. Also, we had 15 assists, which is really good. Seton Hall had 14. And we also had 11 steals, and Seton Hall had nine. So going back to the performances for some individual players, of course, Malik Hall had a phenomenal game, but the two players that I really thought stepped out to me, or I'll get to them in a second, but another player that stepped out to me was Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown hit some very, very big-time shots. He had an, a nasty uh, put-back dunk, too, but the two players that really stuck out to me were Rocket Watts and Foster Lawyer. I already mentioned Foster Lawyer for backing up Cassius, but he had a, another big-time play in the second half, too, or in the first half, actually, where he got a steal, and he got a got a fast-break layup, and he scored it through a lot of contact. That could have been a foul, too, but Seton Hall, the rest didn't call it. And so that was a big-time bucket, too, by Foster. So that was really, really big. But Rocket Watts had a phenomenal game. He had, I believe he had two threes. He finished with eight points. Yeah, so he had two threes. One of the threes was going towards the end of the first half where, Xavier Tillman had the ball in the post. He got stuck. He passes to Rocket. Rocket pump fakes his defender, gets him in the air, takes one dribble, hits the three, and we go up 30 to 27 at halftime. The other one was another big time one. I already said two where Rocket, it was pretty much one of the biggest game buckets in the game. We were down five with two minutes left. Rocket hits a three right back after he missed a layup. After he missed a layup. And another thing too was he played really good defense. Even though Miles Powell was, you know, ungodly-like when shooting the ball, 
Rocket played really good defense, and that's what Coach Izzo loves about him the most. And once his offense comes around, beware for Rocket Watts. And I'm going to say that again because he is a special and dynamic talent, and he put on a really good performance yesterday. And so credit to him, man. But overall, like, I think our defense played really well. If you ask me, I thought we played a really good team defense game. Like, we, we were the smaller team, but we played harder. And Seton Hall played hard, too. They just, Miles Powell was just unguardable. It's no defense that you can do for that, man. So I'm really happy for this win, man, especially with how bad Xavier Tillman played offensively. It was just a big-time win in a big-time environment. That's a Final Four caliber game. And so a great win. It's a lot of positives. Shout-out to Malik Hall again. Shout-out to Cassius Winston. Shout-out to the whole team, man. Hell of a performance. Hell of a win. And, of course, like I said again, we won the game 76-73 to versus the number 12 Frank Seton Hall Pirates. So that is that. That is that for all you guys. As always, man, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out. Go check out my articles. Go check out their other podcasts and articles. They make a lot of really, really great uh, content. They do a really, really good job. Shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. But as always, man, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. If you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That's how we share and expand the podcast. But I appreciate you guys. As always, have a great and lovely Friday. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend. Enjoy the basketball games and football games this coming weekend because there should be some really, really good games all around. But as always, man, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Peace, love, and blessings gone.